Hey, everybody. Welcome to another live version of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations. Happy New Year, because it's the new year. Welcome to 2023. Yes, This yes. year feels really, really different than the past yeah. couple of years. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are feeling that because, you know, I was very nervous and shaky coming into 2022. I, felt, I was like, I feel good a little bit, but... We're here, and that voice you hear is the amazing great Larry Fallout Morris of the Ilphonics, repping the home team, St. Louis till we die. Yeah, um, all day. And did you say okay? Okay, I said all day, all day. No, I was just say okay. I was like, nigga, yeah, okay. No, I said all day. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa! Pump the brakes. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm in the process of getting hearing aid, so bear with me, friend. So, <laughs> like, we could be honest, but like, okay, there's so much that has happened already, and it's day four of 2023. Yeah, I, it, it kind of is like the ball dropped and every the dominoes start falling. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. And now I'm like, should we be nervous? Like, I, <laughs> I just... I'm still feeling good. I'm still, it's day four. I'm still kind of feeling good besides the fact that my job decided not to give us a bonus this year. They gave us a blanket and a candle. <laughs> Did they give you a sandwich too? <laughs> I'm just trying to be grateful. I'm just really trying to be grateful. But I think so, a lot of these jobs think like an ice cream cone and a pat on the back, you know. So you're not the only one that shared that story with me of a job. You know, here's some napkins. They're decorative. Like, yeah, what am I, I doing this? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, that was not something I wanted to walk into on top of my check being short next week, like last week. So... We got problems. Yeah, with inflation. Yeah. And they say that they're, they're now saying that we are in a, we're probably going to be in a recession. I think we're already there, but I don't, not a, I don't do economy. I don't know, but everything high. <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, so funny. We've been headed into a recession for the past couple of years and it is here. And people is. don't want to say it, but it, we're here. And be, the issue is, is that People are still spending, um, whereas normally people have been saving. When a recession hits, they're not so quick to spend. So these companies are, oh, we saw an increase. Yeah, they they say we're on the brink of a reception recession. We don't know what that looks like, but blah blah blah. blah. It's here. Eggs are five dollars. <laughs> and they don't even have the I needed, I really didn't need a whole carton of eggs. They don't, I'm I'm not even seeing you know how they cut the the carton they have and give you the six. I only needed two. You remember I'm, the last time I was out here? The last joke we made was about me and my chickens, right? Mm -hmm. I won. You won. <laughs> you did. You won. You you and your chicken coop won. Okay, like yeah. I uh, I'm about to make friends with the 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 family on the next block because they have chickens. And roosters, because I, 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 I'm, I told y'all how I was hearing a rooster, and I'm like, I swear I'm not high. I'm not high. Yeah. Uh, it's there. <laughs> so uh, it's okay. It was a lot to unpack, and I was just trying to relax 
about this blanket and this candle and I felt like I already kind of slept weird where it's like right here like my neck and my shoulder kind of feel funny and I put some being gay so I was like I hope I'm not having a stroke so I'm just not trying to take gay. a few Listen, we, we, we in the Ben Gay icy hot years now, huh? We are. We I, I put I put some on last night and put a heat pad on. So I'm really trying to make sure I'm gonna schedule an appointment, uh, a massage after this call. But I go. I was just trying to take a deep breaths and just not yeah. give a fuck because I have goals. I have goals for my business this year, and that's it. And I have me at Brandon as a whole. There so we're go. gonna get this kick this off right. Okay, okay, we gonna do it. Hey, I have nothing but faith in this year. I, I listen. Rolling Stones has given given me no ounce of faith. Uh -oh. uh, they decided they decided that they were going to kickstart our year mm -hmm. with a list of the top, the greatest two hundred vocalists. Yeah, of our time. I'm looking at it. And decided that they were going to wreak havoc on our lives. Now we understand clickbait, but this is clearly a mix of Gen Zers and, and relevant people wanting to be relevant so we can talk about this list because they don't say who this list is by. They say it's their staffers. They don't give names because they know. Yeah. I. They also acknowledge that when they did the last list, it was when we were still in college. So that was like 2008. Mm -hmm. I was graduating. So yeah. the group of people that they asked this question to is a different group than it was how many years ago? You know? Yeah, so, like that's about uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, about 15 yeah, years ago. I've been here ago. since 2010. So like about 15 years ago, or like two, 2008. Another thing that think about is we because not because I got some questions too don't get me wrong okay. but another thing I think we have to think about with this list too is that they kind of threw in there that this isn't about talent and we know music is subjective but yes. like it's some people on this list that are ranked higher and lower than others and it just doesn't make sense to me but I guess we'll talk about that <laughs> um when I think of a singer or a vocalist, I think mm -hmm. of somebody that embodies heaven on earth. There, there yeah. is like I, I think that's the best way to describe a vocalist, somebody or a singer that can actually sing, that can write, produce. They might be able to read sheet music. Mm -hmm. when, I, when we and and I, it's. And I know that's very, oh, that's very kind of like specific. And you're giving like a lot, like that's a lot of pressure. No, right. yeah. that's what a vocalist slash singer is. They have, they possess those talents. They might be able to play an instrument. They right. have an ear. And even sometimes like, you know, people that know music so well, sometimes they're not the best, the best singer, but they know yeah. they can't help. Like so, uh, some, some, there are some I remember my choir teacher, he could sing, and I'm not oh I'm not, let me let me, but it wasn't like he was Elton John or somebody, you right? Yeah, but, but he could read, he could get you in key. There's so many things that go into it. Yeah. I don't know if he would call himself a vocalist, but yeah. he knew what he was doing. Half yeah. of these people on this list 
don't embody any of that and are more so for me a production right and if you take away something they fall flat whether it be the music yeah. a lot of them can't sing i think a great vocal singer can sing acapella yeah and, and and oh i'm i'm putting you on the spot on my my talk show beyonce or luther anita yeah well, I mean, I yeah. think your analogy is a good one in the sense that, like, I look at it like people who coach and people who play, right? Right. Some of the best coaches were not the best players, but they yes. understood the game. Yes. And I've worked with musicians as a person. Let me let me be clear. I'm a vocalist in the sense that I flow and I can mm -hmm. hold a little bit of a note, but I'm not a singer. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. A singer, that's a whole different level. I mean, it's the same preparation vocally as mm -hmm. far as making sure that you're able to perform. Mm -hmm. But a good singer, the way that they transform a song, the 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 musicianship of it, because it's all musicianship, regardless if you rhyme or if you, you know, sing. But it's something about being able to, to, to sing, you know what I mean? And yeah. hold a note that I feel is different, you know? And right. I think also... In this day and age, too, we've been afforded the, I don't know if I want to call it a luxury, but with the technology, anybody can go into a studio and mm -hmm. become somewhat of a vocalist or a singer. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily know how, because I even think, Dominique, with singing, it's the stage performance, right? Yes. And I've seen a lot of vocalists, like, I'll give you the two examples that I think stand out to me, because I've seen a lot of shows. Um... Anita Baker. I saw Anita Baker live here in St. Louis. That woman is like 60-something years old. Dead on. Dead on. Stage presence, vocals. And Stevie Wonder, when he came, when he was celebrating, I think it was the, uh, don't quote me, but like 40 or 50th anniversary of Songs of the Key of Life. Okay. I sat there listening to him. And I was like, am I listening to the record? Or am I listening to him live? Because he like nailed it. Now, I ain't trying to throw shade. No trying to throw no shade because you know it's all good. But I remember when I saw the internet at the one music festival in Atlanta. Yeah. Really? Wow. Now, now I have to be fair to my artists. When you're first going back out on tour or you're getting used to your new material in that environment, it takes time. So that's why yeah. you notice when people go out on tour, the first legs of the tour. Sometimes people say it wasn't that good, but by the end of the tour, people like they were cooking with gas and whatnot. Baby. You know? Oh, prime example. I'm a diehard, I'm a huge Tiana Taylor fan. Farron well, invited me to the concert with her. Mm -hmm. Baby, it, it looked like a dress with her. So we left. We didn't even stay the full show. Yeah. Because we wow. both were like, like, it, it was really, it was a lot. I, I felt like somebody was trying to sabotage her. Yeah, That's how bad it was. And wow. when my sister went, she, you know, I think she went to the show. I don't know if it was in Houston or if my sister went to the Vegas show, whatever. But whatever it was, my sister, she enjoyed it. And mm. I'm like, this venue, we we both agree, my friend and like Farron and I agreed that it, that concert probably shouldn't have been at the Palladium, but it, yeah. it could, or 
whatever it was, it was just something missing. And I was like, wow, this is strange. But the girl can sing live. But it was just that it was stopping. Mics mm-hmm. cutting out. Mics popping. It was just really not So that right. sounds tech. And right. And, that, and when it, and we not just thinking about live show. We talking about records, too. But these mm-hmm. are variables that come up when you're, right. you know, performing. Another thing to think about, too, is some vocalists don't necessarily have a range. Because, I mean, like, everybody can't be like Mini Ripperton and go into the whistle range, right? Who they but, like very uh, low on this list. <laughs> with, yeah, which is, which is, which we're going to get to it. But <laughs> I also think some singers, what makes them so good is just the energy they put behind the yes. performance. Yes. You know, it's a certain level of energy that you can just hear cut through a song or when you see them on stage because they don't have a massive vocal range. Like, I guess I'll use right. this as an example. I've heard from a lot of vocalists. And if I'm wrong out there, y'all can correct me. This is what I've heard. OK, I've always heard <laughs> that Usher doesn't have the greatest range, but he's a really good performer. You know what I mean? He puts a lot of energy into it. Yeah. Wait. Who Usher. and this man be skate, skating on on he he sings on skates while he's skating around the but that, just because you just because you sing on skates no no, and no, no let me no, make no. this clear I'm not knocking Usher I love Usher's music you know what I mean but everybody doesn't have you know certain singers can go multiple octaves you know what I mean some just and maybe he can but when it comes to like records and this is what I've heard. I've always heard people say that he works a certain octave or a key. He just, he, that's what he does, you know, and he does it really, really well, you know, but it's a few singers we love that aren't like super dynamic. They just are really good at singing where they at, you know, now it's some that we love that I don't get it. I love Key Sweat. We'll never understand it, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, there are certain things that we can enjoy. You yeah. know, I love the Spice Girls. There's, you know, are, they're a good time. Mm-hmm. I like certain things that, you know, like people are like, really, I'm surprised that you're a fan of them. But it's fun. Yeah. You know, uh, huge Bobby Brown fan. People are like, what? I'm like, I thought I was going to marry Bobby Brown. I, you know. You would marry Bobby Brown. Yeah, don't be cruel, Bobby Brown. You know, like you know, <laughs> my rocket of Bobby Brown, right? And um, so with that being said, I think that well, because especially in in our era, growing up in the nineties, it was a lot of people that came out, and it was a machine behind them. We, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not gonna say that. So think about like, especially R&B music, we still, we probably had the late, the last solid decade of like vocalists, like talent, talent before we moved over to the Y2K era, anything after that, where it's like, now we have auto tune and all these things happening uh, in the industry. Right. Where it's like you really had to somewhat know how to sing outside of like what Britney Spears and like a few other people when we knew like, okay, well, this is an auto tune. But the, the, the running thing with Britney Spears was always that they said Britney Spears really could sing, but they told her that she had to sing like that. Yeah. And I mean, but that's a real that's a real thing when you sign to a record contract yeah. right? and you work yeah. with these producers and you're trying to sell records, you know, you have to sound 
you know, you're going to have a lot of people crafting that sound, you know, yeah. and, you know, the, the music industry is different. We in a, we're in the music industry now where they sign people off of TikTok, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, like I said, I don't really have no knock at anybody because different strokes for different folks. Right? right. I know what I hear and what I like, but you know, it's all subjective, but I do feel like there's a certain level of musicianship that's lost. And I'm for yeah. sure they said that about our era. And then another thing with the singing is just like, I don't know. I don't hear songs with a lot of, um, what is it, key changes anymore. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Everything is pretty much the same across the board. The content, like, don't get me wrong. They've always talked about sex. I see that. That's the inside joke online. Like, Isley Brothers on Between the Sheets. Yeah, I mean, it was there. But I feel like now it's just hella direct. It ain't even like sexy anymore. It's just like pop that pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, we go smash yeah. tonight. You know, um, like one of the things. Let's go. If we go to the list, like Jasmine Sullivan on this list is put at 182. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind. Let's start with this one because the the ones before this one. Let's start with Brandy at 193. Yeah, I thought that was low. <laughs> that was, it's strange to me because Brandy is one of the, her vo- voice is one of the most respected voices in the industry. Like they call her the the music, like she's, her her tone, her rent, like what she can do is like, it's really a gift and it's something that we really don't see often. And when we think about, I will say Brandy's last project really wasn't my my favorite because I I'm a, I love 2080 uh, not 2088 that is definitely Big Sean and Janae Aiko uh, <laughs> 211 211 you know um, Aphrodisiac Never Say Never um, Brandy's first album is really great so I think and she gives us vocals like. Whitney Houston was her like mentor. Like, how are we having this conversation about Brandy being 193 on a list of greatest vocalists of all time when she is loved and respected by everybody? She is the 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 voice. Like, what? But but it makes me question. One of the things I noticed. All right. And maybe this is the old man in me. And by all means, I will take this. Okay. People can curse me out and say, fuck you. That's fine. I don't care. I noticed that music now, people don't really listen to projects or they don't listen to bodies of work. They really don't see the progression of an artist. It's very much a wake up in the morning, single is on Spotify. There you go. That's it, you know. And I think with some of these artists, if you really listen to their music and listen to them and as they've developed and they grew, you see that evolution and see that range, you know? Um, But I don't know how many folks that are younger than us are really taking the time. It's different when it like hits urban outfitters and goes on the shirt. Now the shit becomes popular. Right. 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 I don't know how many of them, really have dived into that and don't get me wrong we all are products of our parents to some degree like right. i love stevie wonder because my mama loves stevie wonder or aretha yeah. franklin who we'll talk about later because my mama yep. loved aretha franklin so i heard that music but as i got older i, I kind of you know dove more into it so i don't right. know I, I hope i'm making sense i don't know how you much are. you really know about brandy 
as a vocalist and like i mean it was a period of time where everybody was walking around you know hitting that and <laughs> no was, you okay so brandy is, is it's just i think it's more so like about her tone and like brandy can give you a little she can go a little low and then she could take it high. i think but it's like what you said is it's you you you're used to people singing in like a certain key range mm -hmm. well brandy brandy is going to give you a lot and so a lot of people really look to brandy's sound for a lot of like like people are not doing what she's doing yeah. which is I, I think what happened to Brandy, how I feel like some people would say she fell off is like the situation with the car accident. I think that shifted things. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that. And, and the whole line about being married. I think that kind of that kind of shifted things for people for her. Uh, but can I ask you something, though? Mm -hmm. Do you think the younger folks that's making up this list that's a part of role i don't know i don't know the age demographic of the folks involved in this will never right. but do you think they know that or is this just they're just not familiar with her music i i would probably say it's it's like how the grammy vote happens they're not familiar with the music yeah uh it's not that she's not relevant because when i think of artists um I definitely Brandy is one of my top vocalists. Always is in like my top 10 or top 20 list. Uh consistently. Like when we did the top vocalist of Shameless Plug, uh BT's Give Me Five, uh, give me your top five on the Kevon Stage app. Mm -hmm. We did top, you know, RB vocalist, draft style. I said Brandy. Brandy's one of my top vocalists. Like I said, draft style, certain things I could not say. Yeah. But uh definitely, I think I think that people are just they kind of she's not on their radar. Mm -hmm. Where it's like for me, I'm like, when is the next project uh coming? You know, and it's also I think parts of when you hear certain songs or certain styles, like if like she had this song called begging and pleading it wasn't like a single single right but she did see she shot a video to it but when you hear her on that course and she's like she begging and pleading she's like forgive me or whatever you can hear this rawness in her voice right. and it's just so good so i mean it could just be that she's not on their radar uh and I think it's it's like you said, music just isn't what it used to be and what people are used to hearing like you said it's more so singles, Beyonce said it. People don't really make albums anymore. They don't wow. put anything into it. Um, I feel like someone that does that or is trying to get back to that space outside of like a Beyonce is the girl her or H-E-R. And now she can sing. <laughs> she can sing. She can play the drum. She can play the piano. She can play the guitar. I will say I liked her EPs more than her album. Yeah. Um, but that would be a person that is trying to go back into that space. Well, I mean, also to play the devil's advocate, we looking at SZA, who's 180 on this list. Now, what I was going to say, SZA is 180 and Jasmine Sullivan is 182. Now, that don't make sense to me personally, because <laughs> Jasmine, regardless of the subject matter, she can blow, you know what I mean? 
and I just finished up Scissors' toxic ass album. So, you know, <laughs> she's definitely a good writer. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's a good writer. So, I mean, and I'm not saying she can't sing neither. Oh, because God forbid, St. Louis folks hear me say, "Oh, you hate yeah, it." Yeah, uh, SZA was born in St. Louis. She didn't grow yeah. up there. There's a difference. Yeah, there you go. I, I know that, but, you know, it is what it is. But that's an interesting, you know. And, yeah, you know. And, and and I also, it's, <laughs> we're going to start. Would Uh-oh. we qualify SZA as a singer-singer? Like, w- would you? Like, there's like and this is and this is coming from a chick that loves love galore like mm-hmm. i love love galore mm-hmm. but would you consider her a singer and if you do mm-hmm. like okay they said this isn't based on talent or whatever it's like a um so many requirements it's a mixture of everything it's a, a little bit of, of talent a little bit of impact all that right i have heard from multiple people Live scissor isn't that great. My opinion would be this, and I'm gonna be clear on what I'm gonna say. Is she a good entertainer? When it think about the bubble she's in, she has a strong Instagram presence, she she knows how to market herself. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, that kind of goes under the bubble of an entertainer, you know what I mean? That's and that's how I yes, she's a great but if you remove it, but if you remove it. I've never seen her sing live. Okay. So I can't say that she's trash and I don't want to do, I'm not going to do that to nobody on this list because right. you're on this list for some reason, right? Yeah. Who am I? But what I will say is that when I'm trying to hear a singer, I don't go looking for a scissor song. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I want to hear some singing, I might, you know, pull out one of my Whitney Houston records out there, one of my vinyls. It's so people- I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean is 190. Would you put him on this list? Woo! We 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 got some heat rocks today. Um, I think Frank Ocean can sing. You know what? But see, this is the thing. As a as a as an artist, as a songwriter, paid songwriter, Frank Ocean is a damn good songwriter. Like I like his concepts. I like Nova King. Yeah, the, the dude's brilliant. I love. I mean, I don't think he wrote the hook on No Church in a while. I think maybe that was the Dream who wrote it. Yes. yes okay. That was the Dream. That's to me. That's one of the top three most brilliant hooks ever brilliant so i don't know if i would classify him as a singer right like that he's not a okay let's let me let me let me change it because we, we I'm, I'm amongst my people they're singers <laughs> you hear me they can sing and then his people they can sing you hear me frank ocean he, he can sing you know what okay. i mean okay but, and i and that's the thing that's tricky for me because it's certain artists that may not be my favorite vocalist but i love their material Right, like, right. But there's other artists who can sing. Oh, man, I don't really care that they hear they music, you know. So, right. I don't think it's 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 not um, it's not a linear situation. It's very transient with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I you know I was when I saw Frank Ocean on the list, I was like, wow, I could, I could 
see how he's here um based on the criteria of this right. list so it's like it's kind of semi somewhat of like okay the popularity contest so it's it's like i said earlier it's it's more it reminds me of the grammys like these are people here here are the list of people that you can choose from right now based on how everybody does that list this is how we're gonna rank everybody yeah because if that's the case if we're talking about just the criteria alone i will put yeah. frank ocean higher up yeah and i will also put alicia keys higher up yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the list and some of these white dudes can't sing to me. You hear me. Yeah, because Alicia Keys, they have Alicia Keys as uh 185. Yeah, she she pretty low on the on the on the list. Like um Alicia Keys, we know vocally it gets sharp at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, the girls' pin game is crazy. Yeah. Like and, they got Elder Barge at 137, and we know. Wait, Elder. oh, see, you know what? I was looking for them on the list, and I didn't know. Okay, so Elder Barge is on here. Okay, I, great. You, can't, you can't have no vocalist list and exclude listen. that man because if you listen to Love Me in a special way, that seals the deal right there. Baby, yeah. funny you know? story. I I was trying. To, I remember being a kid trying to sing that, and somehow I rolled off the bed and like <laughs> hurt myself. But it was like. Love, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's certain songs that if you ain't got it, you don't touch, you know what I mean? Well, I they fell got... off the bed, Larry. Of clearly, course I didn't have it, yeah, <laughs> and you bumped your head clearly. So, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, but Donnie Hathaway is 126. Like, I'll give you another example of somebody they love his pen game, but he can't sing worth the trad, worth the, a bit. Like, Ooh. okay, they always say there's two legendary songwriters, right? Okay. One is Bob Dylan. Okay. You can debate it with anybody, but his name comes on a lot of lists of songs, songwriters. Yeah. The other person that I think is the greatest songwriter of all time, personal opinion, Smokey Robinson. Smokey. Okay, so he was very high up on the list. So can we get there? Once we go in this next bracket, we're going to get to Smokey. Yeah. Because... Um, that was a conversation. We had a long conversation about Smokey the other day. Mm -hmm. So once we get to, because he's in the double digits, but he's higher up. And for those who want to debate with me about Smokey's place as a songwriter, even Bob Dylan, who's considered, especially amongst white people, the greatest songwriter, he says Smokey's better than him. Smokey wrote way better songs than him. Go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, so I, it, it, it's, it's just really interesting to like, see, because like, we think of some of the people that were very influential, especially in our, our generation of, mm -hmm. of, of like singers and songwriters. Cause like they had Fila Kuti, like very low, uh, Mississippi, John Hurt, Carrie Underwood is at 158, which is Carrie Crazy. Underwood. That's very if if Carrie Underwood deserves to be higher. Yeah, I agree. Like those vocals and even uh, and Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson fell in the one nineties. Yeah, I don't listen to Anglo Saxon music a lot, a lot anymore. You know anymore. Yeah, but when I did, I was listening. I definitely bought Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway album. 
Well, I also think it depends on the bucket, too, because I'm looking through this list and it's a lot of rockers. So as a person, one of my yeah. favorite front men of all time is Eddie Vedder with Pearl Jam, right? Right, okay. Would somebody debate that he's the best vocalist as far as singing? Probably not. But yeah. Eddie Vedder is a phenomenal, phenomenal front man. Like, you know, the way he sings the songs and all that. So it's tricky, right? But yeah. I do feel like it's certain people that should be much, much higher on this list. But I also think you bring up a good point, right? It's a cultural thing as well, mm -hmm. right? Who we deem in our community, and I right. can't speak for every Black person. I'm just making general comments based upon proximity to the folks right. I've been around over the years. It's certain people that we just covet in our community I've never heard nobody like Minnie Ripperton is trash or Denise Williams is trash. I mean, they have Martha uh, from Martha and the Vandellas at like number one. Uh, she was like 140, 140. And Christina Aguilera is 141. Vocal. I mean, Christina can sing though. But I've heard throughout her entire like top height of her career that people always felt like she was shouting but based on the criteria christina aguilera gives a hell of a show yeah and her songs like back to basics is one of my favorite albums i bought that yeah i was in college and so it's like you know she has stuff sky storage produced you genie in a bottle is how we introduced her and so it's it's funny because it create i'm thinking back to that time and the rivalry that was created amongst her and Britney Spears. And it was like, well, Britney Spears is prettier. She has more sex appeal. But Christina Aguilera can sing. And it's like. But I think that's the thing, though, because I think those things get conflated. Like we tie vocalists to cultural impact. And I think Rolling Stones kind of suggest that as a thing. But I don't know who should put together the list of the purest vocalists. Right. Is that a. Uh, survey that goes out to musicians who are vocalists you know what i mean and ask right. them what they think because you know again we're it's rolling stones now you know it, what it, I'm exactly and i i feel like part of this it, it they're doing we're, we're doing what they wanted us to do which is to have this conversation to make them relevant because we really don't talk about Rolling Stone. There was a point in time where being on the cover of that magazine, it was like a coveted color cover. You wanted to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, like just like people want to be on the cover of Vogue. So yeah. it's like what's happening. And, 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 and then it also for me, kind of, it speaks to the weird lack of, um, of musically talented people in the industry because we mm -hmm. really think about it like we don't really have any outside of Beyonce and like Beyonce like there's no stars like there's nobody doing what she's doing where it's a conversation we're still fiending for the visuals for this album and waiting like oh my god like we're waiting for tickets to drop like are we gonna have the money like yeah. waiting like it, it there's nobody else doing that like but i think maybe i think but i think to your point and i feel you and i mean i know this is kind of overlapping as we talk about vocalists i also feel like our music industry is at a place where it's not really about talent it's more about 
being seen and follows, right? Yeah. Many people would agree with that. With Beyonce, she's so prolific now and so it's almost, and I mean, I'm not saying it's like deity, like I, I'm a Beyonce fan that worships the ground right. she works on. She's she's right. extremely talented, but she's like deity status. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's certain right. people that right. reach a certain level where they are just beyond measure. You got Michael Jackson, right. Beyonce, Prince. We can lift off a few other people that are, 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 are right below that bubble or right in that bubble. And I just feel right. like with her, she has had so much success that she can drop an album and people want to listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, regardless of what's happening. Yeah, what, what yeah, yeah. And people are going to wait for them tickets. They go sell out. Yeah. <laughs> People go watch that video and all of that. You know what I mean? Is Beyonce one of the greatest vocalists ever? Many people may say no. You know what I'm saying? But right. when it comes to entertainment, is she one of the top? She's definitely top three of all time, possibly right. when it comes to the whole production and right. all right. that, you know, top five for some, maybe top 10 to others, but you got to list her up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. And like I said, I'm not a part of the beehive, but I can recognize, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what it is. So it's it's tricky today because are there some young folks out there that probably can sing that have careers right now that we not really hearing them sing the way that we could they probably can blow? Probably, but a debatable yeah. person before we move on that's in that realm will be Chloe Bailey. I, I feel like there's this huge conversation about the the singles and the song choice that we've been hearing and mm -hmm. whereas like when she was working you know partnering with her sister i'm sorry to um you know make albums and singles they were really solid singles where i i don't know if people are getting blinded by like the the sex appeal and they feel like she's trying too hard i don't mind it shake your ass watch yourself uh yeah but it's like for me, I I, I enjoy her because I love like when women, young women, like have confidence and this is how I want to be, whatever. But a lot of people, one of the conversations that I hear is like, we know she can sing. Where are the songs that are giving us the vocals? But the question so, is, I mean, let's 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 dive into that. The question is, are people really trying to hear people sing anymore? And what right. I gather is, folks don't really. I listen to music. And it's the same boring, generic sound. Yeah. It's the same song, different artists. You know what I mean? And that's what people seem to want. And it's almost like a person like me goes into the spiral of silence where I just elect not to say anything because I don't feel like arguing mm -hmm. with nobody. I'd be like, this shit don't sound better than the last song. It, You know, yeah. you hate. You know what I mean? The truth yeah. of the matter is a lot of this music sounds the same. And a lot of these vocalists, the vocalists of St. Louis, right? <laughs> a lot of the vocalists aren't stretching themselves. Right. But I don't feel like they have to because you can kind of, in my opinion, this is my opinion, it seems like you can give the bare minimum as long as you got a, a modern sound and you talk about something that's with relevant to what people want to hear, which pretty much seems to be the same four or five topics, right? There you yeah, go. I I really um I can agree. There's there's um I really like to look for like new artists or whatever mm -hmm. to kind of be up on somebody and watching 
the the growth of that person as an artist and as they develop um and also labels i feel like y'all should bring back artist development but that's a conversation for another day you need to bring um, on byron and somebody <laughs> i know oh that would be fun to bring on byron to talk about artists and artist development and what the the game is missing um i like coco jones has been around, around for a, a, since she was a kid mm-hmm. so now it's like we're really seeing her yes yeah, she acts on fresh prince but her developing to like this artist and she has a really solid EP, but vocally we're not seeing many singers sing how she's singing. She's also an, like kind of more of like a lower register singer. She's like an alto. Mm-hmm. So you get to see her, like we haven't heard anybody sing in that register in a long time. Like really for real, that part, the last person that I can think of off the top of my head that has explored that realm is Tony Braxton. So yeah. I think that's why people really want to appreciate Tony or like Anita Baker because mm-hmm. it's something different than what we're used to hearing someone sing in that higher, you know, range. Yeah. And I, I, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. But I really enjoy when you hear certain like like the girl is has a song like with. Babyface, yeah, which we know is one of the greatest. When you said Smokey Robinson, I feel like behind him probably fall is is between Babyface or Terry Lewis and Jim, uh, Jimmy Jam. I was going to say my personal favorite, and I've posted this online. I've said this: Babyface, when it comes to R and B, is oh, my guy. When yeah. everybody was saying R Kelly, I was like, R Kelly is cool, but Babyface is my guy, and Babyface. Baby- Babyface is cool because you really, I love when you know, and you know, it's like certain words, mm-hmm. certain registers. That's like that's Babyface. Yeah, like I think of even, and and that's like oh everything is it's not, but you just know it's Babyface, and I love the 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 warmth and the chills that kind of come over my body when when I hear a Babyface track. Like it's. His music, honestly, it's it's ageless. It's timeless. Yeah, or the tracks he wrote for other people. Everybody singing. He's Kevin Campbell. He wrote that. <laughs> he he dog. Can we talk? Comes on, and I'm like taken immediately back to that space, and just like, damn, this song is about stalking, but damn, this sound good. <laughs> like you know what I mean? And and even I just, last week when we talked about our top albums, I put Babyface's Girls Night Out as one of my top albums for this year. And a lot Ooh. of people don't know about it. It's an R&B oh, I, album. I, I know. <laughs> and I feel that Babyface, oh, y'all not giving Babyface enough flowers and I don't like that. Like, I, I, I feel the same way about him. I feel like I don't know. It just felt like with R. Kelly, all the hood folks got really about him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To me, are the like the fact that I'm okay with everything that's happened, and some people are like I'm still gonna listen to his music, and the fact that I have not played a track, like you might get a bump, bump, bump every once in a while, but the fact that I'm okay without playing his any song that he's written, yeah, and my life isn't empty, yeah. is it really that great? Well, well, I mean, personal preference, and I mean. I understand the argument of separating the man from the music, right? I get that. But at the same time, you know what I mean? For me, 
as much as I think R. Kelly was a very good writer, I still feel like he had contemporaries. Now, did they perform or put out albums like R. Kelly? Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like he had contemporaries who musically, they was holding it down too. They was, they was, I feel like you had the R. Kelly style of music. You had the baby face era, you know, I mean, they were kind of transitioning out of the, um, the new Jack Swing period. You know what I mean? Like, but even when we, when we transition out of that and we get Tony Braxton's secrets, like my God, like, Talking in his sleep, how could an angel break, you know, my heart, let it flow, which is like one of the baby face. (laughs) I just want to let you know. Yeah. You are just like how you said Beyonce is a deity. Like she's, he's one of those songwriting, producing all of that. And I just really love Babyface and I can appreciate great music. And I think what he's done with Girls Night Out has definitely is him bridging the gap and bringing like the different generations together. Cause you're, he's, he's like, Hey, y'all can play with me if y'all, y'all want to, but this is my shit. And I'm about to like, I, I have no problem like looking to the youth to create great music. So yeah. No, and I, and like yeah. I said, again, anybody looking at this can argue either way. It's subjective. It's music. It's art. Art is subjective right. in nature. I just feel strongly that Babyface has shown he has really been amazing. And that goes back to our list, right? Because I know we, right. we, you know, we ain't got to number one, but I'm going to kind of jump up there a little bit. I like the number one. I'm okay with the number one. Yes. We're going to get there. We're going to get there because I just, I, I could see how somebody could be upset or, or feel a type of way. I'm going to just say this. I can appreciate the top 10 because I'm rooting for everybody black. Like he said, <laughs> the top 10 is nothing but black people. So I was, I saw that one before I looked at the rest of the list. I was like, I ain't mad. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, no, the top, the, I'm the top 10. The top, the top 10, I, I was cool with. Now, it's hard. To, if you're talking about a list of popularity, there's one person that's not in the top 10. That, that should be because they are sitting at number, what, 86? Yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. And this is what I told people. I always heard, they said, it's, what is it? Oh, my God. Am I saying this correctly? It's like two or three people in the world that everybody know. And Michael Jackson is one of them. The Pope, mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. And I'll never forget when I was working at a very, very wealthy school district here in St. Louis years ago, mm-hmm. how we had kids from all over the world. Some of these kids were learning English as a second language. They didn't know any English at all. Yep. And I would work in an after school program. And the supervisor that I had at the time, which I don't, she ain't shit, but at the time, you hear me, she would play Michael Jackson music to to indicate to the kids it's time to clean up and get their snack, right? This is when I knew Michael Jackson was the truth. These kids from Russia, Korea, fucking countries I've never heard of at the time, didn't know a lick of English. 
But when that Michael Jackson came on, they recited that shit word for word, word for word. word. <laughs> Word for word. And I mean, like, I'm trying to talk to this kid. I don't know Russian. He like, mm. but Billy Jean, come on, a thriller. He hit me. He hit yep. me. And to me, that's the level. That's why Michael Jackson has to be at the top of the bubble. Because I don't know any other artist that will ever reach that level. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that you know, it, it outside of him or um, Whitney Houston is an artist like that. I don't think she, I think Whitney Houston is known globally, but I no, don't think I, so. Here's the funny story I had a co worker that was from uh the Ukraine, he said, listening to Whitney Houston is how he learned English. I can believe it. But I don't so know I if it's like, Michael Jackson level, though. It, it's probably not Michael. But, but you remember the whole controversy with Whitney was that they were trying to, they didn't feel like Whitney was black enough. You remember like that? Like it was like, you're too, I, which I've had that conversation amongst my peers, you know, growing up, people feeling like, you know, I was an inside out Oreo, like, like I, I was an Oreo, twisted Oreo a little bit. I was black on the outside, but white on it. I'm like, I grew Mind up on the west business. side. But it's, but it's, it's just really strange when you, um, you know, when we think about how big even someone like internationally known Whitney Houston was. It's, it, and, and even to this day, she still is. But I mean, Michael Jack. I mean, Michael had people faint, fainting. Yeah, you know, and that's so what I'm trying. Man. When you just jump out on the stage and stand there for like five minutes and not move, and people passing out this next level, I say that to say that if this list is about impact, it's kind of hard to put him at 86. But you know, it's it's like Usher and Anita Baker are at Usher's 97. Anita yeah. Baker is 92. And mm -hmm. so the interesting thing about the uh, Usher sitting at 97 is another part. Usher, I've seen Usher live several times in my life before Usher. I've seen Usher my way era when he opened for Puffy in 97 on the Norway right. out tour. So, I mean, A1 perform. I mean, solid. Amazing. Seen him a couple times after that. Then we get confessions in the truth tour. When that nigga was on the stage skating and singing mm -hmm. and mic on. But, but you got to remember, Usher is from the lineage of the Michael Jackson with the yes. singing and the performing, all of that. Chris Brown is in the same category. It's the, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it goes down. Can Chris sing like Usher? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No. No, but, and, and, and this is this is I'm sorry, and this is the person that I love to. I he's the villain on a lot of people's list. He's my toxic favorite person. Is is Chris Brown? But Chris Brown puts on a hell of a show. He gonna always give you music. Is it? it, it, it at first, it was like you said, it was subtle, and now it's in your face. Sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, like, I, I knew what it was when I heard him tell us when he said on the song, um, all this drip got your ass in heat. I was like, Well, I'd be damned. Do you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I was That's like, I, I, 
yeah, I, but it, it's, it's really strange to me, even let's say, I feel like Usher is also a name known globally. Does he have MJ status? Beyond No, he did, like, it's different. But also when we think about the criteria of this list, y'all list don't make sense, which is okay. Yeah, but hey, and that's another thing. And it's one thing to be known globally, but it's another thing to transcend all yeah. levels of race, age, and all that. I think it's a lot of artists that a lot of people know all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah. But Michael just transcended so much. He was just and, and, and for him to be sitting at 86. I threw my phone. Yeah. I I don't know if y'all got an office in LA, but I was going to be at that moment. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know, MJ so got to at least get a 25. Nine. Come on. You hear me like a top 25. You put him at number 86. 86. So that was one of the things on the list that I looked at. And I was like, um, that don't, that don't, that don't. The math is not math. Well with me. Yeah, it's not, that's exactly the math, the math ain't math. And I'm just like, bro, like who? Because like you said, the fact that the the day, I think of the day that Michael Jackson died often. And I could tell you, every mm -hmm. person can tell you exactly where they were and how the world stood still. Not mm -hmm. for a few oh, minutes, yeah. not for a day, not for weeks. Yeah. It's it's crazy because I'm 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 now floating in the top eighty, and I mean some of these are pretty solid. Like I'm glad they got David Ruffin as number sixty six. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Mini 65. I'm, who's sixty five? Um, Mini Ripperton. Yeah, they got George Janice Michael. Joplin, and George Michael but Janis Joplin is like seventy eight, and I'm like I feel like Janis Joplin can be a little higher up. I wouldn't disagree with that. Janis Joplin can sing. She could sing. And her impact was very, the, the original, before Josh Stone, all of them, it was her. Yep. And yeah. D'Angelo sits at 75. I feel like he could be a couple notches up, but I'm not mad. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Larry, we're surprised that he's here on the list. <laughs> And that, like, not even trying to be funny. Yeah. Now, like, I'm surprised that y'all, like, these Gen Zers, whoever knew who that was and put them on the list. Like, I was shocked when I saw that. Well, it's certain artists that I feel are getting popular amongst the younger folks. They have shot at number 51. If they would have had shot at in the lower 100s, we would have had a problem. Yeah, I think I, and, you know, to each their own. I was having the debate about Sade. Some people feel like vocally she has what you said earlier is a certain range. I said, but here's the thing. I said, y'all listening to certain singles. If you mm -hmm. take sit, sit back and listen to an album, Sade gives you range, but it's also, again, we're used to she has a warmer voice. So she's not singing in the hot 100 typical atypical spectrum octave of what we're hearing 
Well, it's funny. Guess who they got a little bit higher than her? We just spoke about her. I already know. Tony Braxton. And just Tony. I think Anita needs to be higher, but that's a Anita personal Anita Baker has to be higher. These motherfuckers is playing with us. And excuse my language, but I am angry. <laughs> they, got, they got Ella Fitzgerald at 45. I can respect that. Ella is a legend. Yes. Tony Braxton is when you when I also when I think about vocalists, especially in our realm, even white people, they say how they might have started out at like a Southern Baptist church. So I'm thinking about the history, the sound, the training, the all, all these things that go into it of being these great, great singers. Mm -hmm. And Tony is one of those people, you yeah. know, really strict Christian Baptist household, her entire sip, like all the, the Braxton's can sing. And they have Tamar Braxton. If you, okay, I will say this. Now we have to remove the, 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 the reality TV from her and you strip that away and you just listen and you hear her sing. My God. But she ain't going to be on nobody's, list. she ain't, she ain't going on nobody's list. You know that. She has we, we, know why she's not, we know why, but it's also that, but vocally the girl has pipes. Kiki Wyatt has pipes. Yes. But she ain't on his list. She ain't on his list. Fantasia has pipes. Is Jennifer Hudson here? I you couldn't find I didn't see Jennifer Hudson. And Jen, because Jennifer Hudson vocally is is very, very solid. Um they got I, Jesse Smith on his list. All right. Yep. They have they have uh George Clooney Mama on the list. Uh, what's her name? Patsy Klein? No, no, not, not that's somebody else. I'm like, I didn't know that was his mama. No, his sis, his what is what is his mama's name? Rosemary Clooney. Rosemary on Clooney. this list. Rosemary Clooney is on the list. Somebody paid for that. <laughs> really? You don't feel like well? Listen, I, I am lost at. No, Jason no, 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 not you, big dog, George. I just want you to know that. No, knock, no, knock. You're they great. Have Ariana Grande at forty three. They got Shaka uh, Khan at twenty nine. Now Shaka is. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, because we're gonna have to spend a moment on this one. We got Teddy Pendergrass forty two. We got Etta James at forty one, and we have Aaliyah at number forty. I mean. Other than style and whatnot, uh, wow, you walked out of the camera. <laughs> we understand. I, I feel like some of this this mythos about around her came after her passing. Right. Um, I do believe her music was good as we were growing up. We enjoyed her songs. I love I, loose rap. Love loose rap. Yeah. I mean... Aaliyah definitely is somebody that is a cultural icon. Can't deny that. But forty is is a, that's a that's a hard call for me. Yeah, very hard call for me. Um, mainly because I, I will say this: even in life, I I remember being of this age, having friends that were very 
obs- kind of I wouldn't say obsessed, but like big fans, probably like how I'm how I was always about like Destiny's Child, right? Mm-hmm. So, but also it speaks to again our upbringing, or the music that we listen to. It wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. We had a machine behind this person. Yeah. So if you took something away, something else would fall flat. And I really feel like that. Like I, I got it. I said I, I want to read my my your Facebook my, post. I want to read my Facebook post uh, that I also tweeted uh, that got me in a heap of <laughs> debates with some trolls. And I solely all I said was the Rolling Stone 200 greatest, vo- 200 greatest vocalists was clearly made by some delusional tone deaf Gen Zer. The only thing they got right was the top 10, but the but for them to put Aaliyah at 40 is wild. Yes, she gave us bops, but them vocals were mediocre. To put Usher at 97, Anita at 92, and MJ at 86, they smoking math. I don't disagree with you. Like, I'll give you an example, not to move off of Aaliyah. You know me. I listen to a lot of music. I do. I'll listen to the Beatles. I'm a Pink Floyd fan. People know this. Paul McCartney at number 26 for vocals. And eh. <laughs> eh. yeah. is Paul McCartney and John Lennon great songwriters for what they were doing at the time? Not debatable in my people can say what they want about the Beatles. The Beatles change music. They change yeah. rock from the engineering of their albums. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We can go yep. through the reasons why the Beatles have changed music. But Paul McCartney is not. Is not. Yeah, I for for me, I just feel like the hype around Aaliyah. A lot of it, like how people are now weirdly, like you said, obsessive with her after death. It's like really, it's it's really weird, like how Drake is about it. And, you know, I think people are looking at the total package. Mm-hmm. I, I, I told this, this, so, and I want people to understand the idea of having maybe a, a number one hit, top hit, whatever, if you're in the top 100, you can have a hit and have a, a regular mediocre-ass voice because there are so many other things that went into the production aspect. The two can coexist. Yeah. You can, you, every person sitting there isn't, a, vocally they're not great, but I love what she has done to fashion. I still want the Versace yellow and black dress she wore like to the awards was the BMAs or something. Mm-hmm. And people also have to stop saying that Beyonce wouldn't be great or, or wouldn't be where she is if Aaliyah was still alive. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that I don't either. Like that. I, don't, I don't like that either because we don't know what would have been. We I don't, don't think that Aaliyah's being alive would have stopped Beyonce's rise. Just like Prince coming along didn't stop Michael from doing what he did. It, you know, everybody has their trajectory. I think it's people's nature to want to compare everything. And yeah. I know people can look at this and say, well, y'all comparing folks and whatnot. We get it. It's for this, it's for fun, right? But when it all boils down, artists can exist in a space 
And I think that's yeah. good for music, actually. Matter of fact, yeah. I think we all benefited from Prince being highly competitive with Rick James and seeing Michael Jackson and whatnot. I think Michael Jackson benefited from because there's stories of Prince and Michael Jackson literally like fuck each other, you know, like right. they like, you know, or how Michael Jackson or wanted like, you Prince to be on bad. And yeah, Prince and was he, like, you ain't finna say none of that to me, you know. So I think some competition. Yeah, he said, you ain't saying none of that to me. But the thing about it is, at the end of the day, when it comes to Aaliyah, Aaliyah definitely created a vibe, an image yes. that will last forever. She created, her on she created a lane of, we will say it was the early introductions to like whisper singers. Now, my my play brother, you gonna Mike, go that far? I was I would because I'm not gonna say like I, I like for me. This is my thoughts and opinions. Okay, I think she is a fun girl. Like vocals, all this stuff, it's fun. But if I'm looking for somebody to sing the Star Spangled Banner or the Nash Black National Anthem, I'm not calling her. Like I'm not. Hmm. And so my Mikey was trying to say, like he said that he listens to some songs a cappella. And he said, I feel like she's underrated. But with that being said, does that make her a great vocalist? No. A lot of that, when you really think about it, a lot of that was Missy. Missy and Timbaland. So we they gave her, like, think about, yeah, back and forth was cool, R. Kelly. But once Missy and Timbaland got a hold of her, it was Missy and Timbaland. Well, I feel you on that. I feel like... And I'm sorry, and I love Missy. I love Missy. Yeah, I, I think a good a good songwriter can make a mediocre vocalist. Look what Ryan Leslie did for Cassie. Yeah, well, <laughs> woo. <laughs> if that was a list for her, she'd probably be like number seven thousand four hundred and twenty-two. And I enjoyed Cassie for Cassie being just who she was cassie like once puffy and like kind of got involved like they had no business having that girl trying to sing live on 106 in park like why <laughs> like and it changed and it changed promote your music <laughs> no like but when you know like you said about scissor you've never heard scissor sing live there's certain people that just shouldn't do it. And if you want to pretend like you're singing live, take your ass back in the booth and record a live version of that Let track. Let me be clear. I've never seen her live. She's getting ready to go on tour. So she's clearly getting ready to do it. So, and she's done it before. I would be interested to see how she sounds live, but the yeah, live I show mean, game is different now. There's a lot of tricks up the sleeves of these engineers. Really, it really is. And that's not a knock at anybody. I'm just saying, like, know your role, stay in your lane. But you can have a top hit. Cassie went number one with me and you, I believe. Yeah, well. And and and, and it wasn't a lot. Even That was one of the most simplest beats. Got to give it to Ryan Leslie. Ryan Leslie is, a, is the GOAT. Oh yeah, he's a phenomenal songwriter too. 
him, yeah, Eric Roberson. It's a lot mm -hmm. of folks out here that are really just phenomenal songwriters. So props to all of them because the songwriters yeah. are we make it happen. So they, they will if you, but it's like you said, if you remove something, it falls flat. Things can be excuse me, and that doesn't take away, like you said, from her legacy or impact. We just know the truth. That's not a, a dig. I'm like she's not number 40 on my list and honestly she wouldn't be on my if i had the opportunity to redo this list which i technically should just for shits and giggles she's not on my list but my thing is how do you fill in the holes for the the, the white people that you don't listen to because i mean some of it's a lot of them on the list listen, i know here. you want to know who would be in my top something barbara streisand barbara streisand is an amazing vocalist to me like the way we were amazing acting all that stuff but baby she got this album with barry gibb i got it on vinyl Guilty. Well, okay okay so let's let's just zone in let's go top 20. yep let's go top 20. now the the person they got at 20 is personally one of my favorite vocalists okay wait hold on i'm scrolling down i'm scrolling down i'm getting there i'm getting there oh come on computer Sorry. Okay, because you had Smokey, Smokey Robinson, guys, is 23. Adele is 22. Nina Simone is 21. And Marvin Gaye is number 20. Here we are. Yeah. That that's my guy. And he problematic too. I gotta give you that because when one of his albums, the I Want You album that he did, um, he didn't actually write most of that album. Um, a guy by the name of Leon Ware wrote it. And okay. Barry Gordy told him to give it to Marvin, but Marvin made it his own and he added parts to it. But Marvin was talking about, he was like 40 some years old trying to holler at a, a 17 year old. So, <laughs> but crazy enough. And it's funny. Cause like, I'm like R Kelly, you know, that album is just groundbreaking to me. I don't know. Well, my favorite from him is of course the, um, what you call it? Um, the one where he got the boots. It's huh? the boots. It's the flat. It's the platform silver boots. No, 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 no. I should know this. What's, What's going on? Now? What's going on? What's going yeah. on? It's, it's, it's legendary. Period. Is that, the, is that the one with the boots? No, what's nah, the one with the boots? What's What's going on is the one with him with the raincoat. That's the one that he talked a lot of social issues. He's right. Okay. You know. Uh, maybe mine is the. The the uh oh, I'm 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 googling it now because it's like no nah, it's not I want you I, oh I, the I want you cover is the one that's in everybody's living room though you talking about the uh yeah you talking about the um let's get it on yes let's get it on yeah that's the one yeah. where he had them silver boots I was like no what's the one and I almost said between the she's mixing up my sex songs yeah that's I'm like no that's Osley Brothers I was like it's one he got these boots on I was like the motherfuckers bad. <laughs> but yes. I just I just okay I fell in love with Marvin Gaye when I took the history of rock and roll class at Webster like I enjoyed Marvin Gaye but really learning about his life oh and such a tragic ass ending yeah man my god but Marvin Gaye was like so handsome so talented such a buttery voice and sidebar hold on before we stay here I'm also insulted that they have uh, 
Luther Vandross in the, the 30s. But <laughs> I just yeah. had to get that out because Luther Vandross is like, oh my God. Like, I all I, when I think of Luther, I'll tell you the clip that comes to mind and then we'll get back to Marvin. When he was on Arsenio Hall and he comes out because I guess he was in the audience or something and they call him down and he just has some, he says, Arsenio says, please just say, let me hold you tight if only for one night. And he does it. I don't know, like just on the spot, that is a singer, that is a vocalist. Yeah, he had a, he had a, they have a video of him at one of the award shows and Dion Warwick was there because a lot of people don't know, Luther Vandross has covered a few of her songs. Yes, uh, uh, no, the, the first big, Part of Luther Vandross's career, he is doing covers. Yeah, no, and he covered a lot of people. He was on Sesame Street. He did some background singing for Stevie Wonder. If you listen to Part Time Lover, you can hear him singing background on it. Yeah, but I mean, Luther just and that he just the women was just swooning because he was just killing it. But Marvin, he's one of my favorites. Who I could talk about Marvin all day. They got Frank Sinatra at nineteen. Frank yep. Sinatra's legendary. We can't deny that. I don't know if I would have him vocally at 20, but I mean 19, but okay. I mean, Frank Sinatra influenced a lot of... Yeah, I guess based on the list, sure. Sure. He, and it's not that he couldn't sing. Yeah, I mean, it was just very... They got Celia Cruz. I can understand. Not, not Yep. Yeah. Surprise. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Based on... The criteria surprised that Celia Cruz, especially we know who's likely compiled this list, surprised that Selena isn't probably in that spot. Selena is like in the, she was in the 80s or either the 90s yeah. on the list. Hmm. So yeah. that, that, that's, that one surprised me. Elvis Presley is 17. Uh, we know what he about. He wouldn't be high on my list. Uh, he might not be on my list at all, but based on the criteria, he's here. I'm surprised they didn't put him up higher. They got Prince high. Yeah. They got they Prince have can sing. Prince can sing though. It's funny oh, they use they use the song The Door. I knew they were gonna use it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 funny because again, impact. Yeah. Michael Jackson is still at 86. Yeah, which is it's, it's crazy. But they got this man, Bob Dylan, at number 15. I'll yeah. burn this list to the goddamn ground. You can put him in the top three on your songwriters of all time. I, okay. won't argue yeah. with, I won't argue with that if you really want to be technical, fine, whatever, right? But vocally, let's read this shit, everyone. To some listeners, Bob Dylan's voice, especially the wheezy and or aggressively twangy strains he favored in his early years, will always sound like a caricature of itself. You goddamn right. <laughs> but the confidence with which he owned his ugly duckling delivery and shaped into something as impressive as his wildly inventive lyrics has made him one of America's greatest vocal eccentrics. I don't give a damn what nobody say. And let me tell you, I did a show here in St. Louis with a group called Brothers Lazaroff, right? They do uh -huh. a, a Dylan tribute every year. We did a, a mashup of Masters of War. I had to write a rap verse for it. Dope. It was cold. 
loved it. Loved what he was saying lyrically in the song. But you got me fucked up if you think I'm going to sit here and put him in the top 20 of any vocal <laughs> list when it comes to singing. Anybody watching this, you don't got to like me. You don't got to like my opinions. I'm fine with that. That's cool. That's life. Go listen to a Bob Dylan record and tell me you enjoy his goddamn voice. I'll wait. I've never had, I'm going to be 110% honest. There's nothing in me that said, oh, I'm going, I want to listen to Bob Dylan today. But you know what? I wake up and I say, I want to listen to Babyface or something by, you know, like Smokey or Michael Jackson. But that's cultural. And if you look it's at it, not, I, listen, I have the, I tell people, if you, want to hear Barbara, like people are shaky about Barbara. So I would lead them right to the guilty album. Okay. Like guilty is that pivotal for me in my life. I will never forget hearing that album for the first time. And it changed my life. And it's funny. Like if I'm in the grocery store and I hear guilty, I'm singing it. And the way the white people are looking at me, they're like, you know this. I'm like, baby, I know the whole album. Right. And well, so, but there are certain I've never have said I don't know anybody white, black, yellow, you know, purple, brown, whatever. I don't, I don't know anybody that is like Bob Dylan. No, I but, but I, I understand, know, I do, but, but I, I understand the impact, like you said, songwriting wise, all this stuff. But a lot that's of white people, that's not the dude that be walking the line, right? No, that's that's you think about Johnny Cash. Oh, who who. I, who this is <laughs> what I'm telling you though is a lot of white people do like Bob Dylan. And if you think about it, he came out in that kind of I'm not saying it correctly, so let me not say it, but he was in that 60s peace movement in that era where the, the lyrics were real reflective of the, the, the turmoil of, in, of, of America. Okay. So he's considered like a poet laureate of music when it comes to this stuff. And certain people that people just hold high him um what is it um simon and garfunkel like it's, it's oh, certain yeah. people that they paul well simon paul simon he's in simon and garfunkel uh crosby stills and nash it's a, and, and young it's, it's it's people so i get i get the reverence of his lyrics i get it i get it but his and i know that, that they said that in here like you know what i'm saying it's not just his lyrics right. is how he owned his voice. I don't give a motherfucker how much he owned it. He, his voice is piercing. It's piercing. I do not like it. I never cared for it. I get it. You hear me. But if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But I guarantee you, if you like vocals and you like singing, go listen to his album. You will sit there like, I cannot deal with his voice. I promise you. Okay. All right, I I will not check it out. I'm gonna I'm being <laughs> They have a uh, little Richard at okay. uh, well, number. You can't skip Freddie. Freddie deserves to be okay, on. Okay, I was gonna say Freddie Mercury, but I wasn't wasn't sure. So they have Freddie Mercury. What is he? Fourteen? Yeah, Freddie can sing. Yeah, I now I enjoy Freddie Mercury. I <laughs> I I I know about him, and I though I fell asleep on the movie. <laughs> go i know hey everybody another assignment go find freddie mercury at live aid in the 80s okay and he has this bit where 
he goes through the scales and he's like, dee -do -do -dee -do -dee -do. he got the crowd doing it with him. And I mean, he running that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he makes the crowd follow him like he's being a vocal coach. If that don't prove to you that that man can sing. And even at one point in it, he even says, that, that was a little too high. He, he knew. <laughs> you got to. Freddie got to be on this list. I, I agree with that. People that don't know who Freddie Mercury is, sorry to cut you off, Larry. No. He is the lead singer of Queen. Who uh, Y'all hear the song Bohemian Rhapsody all the time at karaoke where people butcher the song. Yeah, Wayne. In Wayne's world, when they in the car driving, they say, Mama, Mama Mia. That, that's, yes. that's it. That, that's, that's that. So, yes, Freddie Mercury is definitely one of the greatest vocalists. It's so funny how he ended up in that band, by the way. Like, I do remember that from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep. And they said uh, that he could sing because of a deformity with the mouth or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, something with that or something around this area. It was something that made his singing voice more distinct, tonal, you know, like. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, I had to put that out there. Patsy Klein, I know of her. I never really listened to her music. So, I yeah, can't I, I probably question. heard all of one Patsy uh, Klein song. Okay. John Lennon. I love John Lennon as a it's, vocally. But you know why he's there at that number? Because it's just like, like it's the Yoko Ono thing, how he pat, like, that's why he's up there. Because the fact that we. He's a Beatle. That's what it is. Yeah, it's just appeal. Like, because <laughs> when you think about it, like, like you said, like, we really, it was, it was the, I would say more so the chaos that was around him. Yeah. More than anything that puts him at that spot. I know. I think he was a talented songwriter. I don't say he wasn't talented. What I'm saying is, is that I, again, are you talking know, about his death? That the whole thing with Yoko, like you remember, like how he left the. It was like they. It's her fault. He like the drama. Give me drama. That mm -hmm. I know the drama. But I would have to disagree to though. Am I going to take his writing capabilities away? I enjoy I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. But you know what version I love better? When they did a rendition of it on Across the Universe and they slow it down and it's this beautiful love song. Well, I would prefer to listen to that than the original. Well, I but, but I think that's the thing though. You ain't with the uh the 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 the, the, the Caucasian persuasion versions of these songs. I know I, I enjoy Paul McCartney, I enjoy the Beatles, but I am not waking up. Like I have my my certain songs that I wake up to if I, I want to hear something, but it's not necessarily like the Beatles. But I like I said, I like I want to hold your hand. Well, that's the thing though. I think you know, that's earlier stuff. The Beatles, John Lennon earns his spot on any list when it comes to music i don't think i know ringo star <laughs> ringo got a couple of songs i think family guy did him the worst when they put they put his little song on the refrigerator and they was making fun of him but no i don't to my point i'm a beatles fan i think john okay. lennon and the beatles are a, a phenomenal group they change music but what i will say is that i don't see him as a top tier vocalist all I am saying. You talking about Yoko? Oh no, she don't got. I know we we know about that. Listen, I think no because when people 
sometimes, especially in my world, sometimes like that's what comes up first. It's like the drama before the music. Right. That's all. That's all I was saying. I wasn't and trying in to my think. world. We listening to the music. Fuck all the drama. Right. <laughs> Right, so we got Little Richard, number 11. Little Richard, with interviews, was not feeling how they did him with Chuck Berry. He, I'm a, he said, I'm going to call Chuck. I'm going to let him know how I feel. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I can appreciate, we all can appreciate Richard, Little Richard, for who, for who him, he was. And just loudly and proudly, authentically being himself, as well as having crazy vocals, being like this rock star he was black crazy energy on stage too crazy energy on stage and okay. so i i i can't i'm okay with where he is I, I i'm okay with him at 11 we have al green entering the top 10 yeah i like al green i can't i can I, with al green being here i'm not mad i'm not mad at it um would i have selected other people possibly possibly but <laughs> I'm not mad at Al Green. Yes, now and now he's Reverend Al Green. Uh, is he still a Reverend? Uh, not to be confused with the Congressman Al Green. We talking about uh, Al Green that's sitting in a wicker chair on the front yes. of the I'm Still in Love with You album. Yes, we are good and bad, happy and sad. Uh, love, love and happiness. Love and happiness, Al Green. So I'm not, like you said, I'm, I'm not mad at him being here. Would I put somebody else potentially? And we have Otis Redding at number nine. You can't if you don't think that Otis Redding is one of the best singers of all time. You smoke crazy amounts of crack cocaine. <laughs> I don't care if he ain't in your number one. I ain't never heard an Otis Redding song that he sung that I ain't feel that energy, that passion, and can tell that he could. He just he was just the truth, and it's sad that we never got to completely see. What that career would pan out to be due to him crack having that plane crash but yeah, yeah if, I, if i hear somebody We're say oh this medicate saying um, i question you as a human yeah try a little tenderness when you i mean it, it it's just like you said it's another one of those voices that's just What's my what's my track by him that i could just feel that i, I don't know as, as a songwriter i mm -hmm. me I can listen to another song, person's song and hear what they going through. Now, I don't know if he wrote this. I think he did. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Okay. But I've been loving you too long. Okay. Jesus. Sitting <laughs> on the dock of the bay yeah. is another one that is just like... <sighs> no, that's a great song. He was, he was phenomenal. Yeah. It, he was it's... phenomenal. But I've been loving you too long. You can tell by the way he's pleading in the song. <laughs> you heard me. So speaking of pleading and pain, we have Beyonce coming in at number eight. You won't break our soul. And wow, you won't break my soul. I think one of Beyonce's greatest ballads is I Care. And when I tell people that are on the fence or shaky about Beyonce I tell them I'm like okay you want to hear her raw singing you want to hear pain in her voice I don't know you know like what was happening because like it's it's weird because you don't know 
kind of was coming because the track before that, which is uh, the song where she's like, I miss you like every day, want to be with you, but you're away. And it's very, it's very cute. Like it don't matter where you are. You're, you know, it's so simple. It's a feeling. And then Mm -hmm. track four kicks in and you hear the, the organ, the notes. I mean, like she, I told you how you hurt me, baby. And you don't care. And she is crying and deserted and you hear it. Well, this is the thing with Beyonce. I think she's immensely talented. Cause I will. I let me make this clear, Beehive. I am armed. You not go bother me. Um, I, I I think she's immensely talented. I think she's dope. I you know I I I watched on Netflix. I think it probably homecoming. just went off. But her Coachella set. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah. I I rang in the new year with that. Top top notch. Top notch. I can't. I can't do nothing but acknowledge her level of talent. Is she my personal favorite? No, you know what I mean. Okay, that, I, that, and that to each their own. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm I more think... apt to listen to Rihanna than Beyonce. You say who? Rihanna. I can't hear. But what'd you say? <laughs> what? Okay, so you think I'm being funny, but I really because I was like, Re- no, I said I'm, I'm more. I, they came out in the same bubble as me at the same time. Well, Beyonce had always been out with Destiny's Child, right. but I just. I, I'm more, I'm more, I gravitate more to the type of sounds that Rihanna and then we're having at that particular era, if that makes sense. Sounds is correct. Moving on. <laughs> See, this is why you will, can't, you can't talk to a Beyonce fan. No, 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 no. All I'm going to say is this. Beyonce's Coachella performance alone was probably one of the greatest performance performances that we've seen in our lifetime. Like, you know, like how we talked about Michael and all that stuff. I think just iconic wise, why it's so great. Also the editing, like the camera, the, how the camera was moving and operating, you know, we get it because we come from that world, you know, having to edit and all that stuff. It's phenomenal. No, I it's mean- phenomenal. Don't know how it lost the Emmy to a, a guy singing in the front of a car doing karaoke with people, but that's not my business. Yeah. I just feel like, Beyonce slash and I'm and I'm gonna say this I'm at, at eight if we put Beyonce there I'm doing slash Kelly Rowland Destiny's Child like Michelle Williams I'm gonna put you get a slash because I feel like vocally no 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 I'm gonna tell you why <laughs> Kelly Rowland has one of the most underrated voc- uh voices of our time when you Maybe. hear when you hear Kelly sing acapella or if you pull up the clip where they're saying they're doing um like the Lord's Prayer and they or they saying, you know, amen at the end, and she come in and open that mouth. Kelly Rowland, I say this all the time. Matthew knows has said this as well. It was he feels like it was a colorism play in it. If Kelly was the same color as Beyonce, he feel like she would be just as big. He I working- don't. I, as a person who's darker, I understand the colorism piece. I'm not going to deny it. That's a real thing. I, I'm not. I'm if we're talking about the greatest groups of all time, that's fine. Put your slash there. And you can you and you can agree to disagree. That's <laughs> fine. And I'm gonna let you have it. But for me personally, I feel like Beyonce. Like we can't cannot not credit 
Destiny's Child, and she also still clearly gives credit to Destiny's Child and making it her, you know, like them their success is her success. Like, this is how I got to this point. If it wasn't for them, I probably would not be here. And that's cool. But I also feel like at the end of the day, how do you package it, right? Like, let's use an example, right? People always talked about, you know, we all love Jill Scott and we all love Erica Badu. We love them both. Was Jill Scott on this list? I did not see her, which is problematic too. You know who else ain't on this list that's problematic? Who? Celine Dion. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people that got missed on this list. So for me, but Erica, what makes me love Erica is how she packages everything, the way she presents it, the way she conceptualizes her music. I love it. I can't help but gravitate towards Erica. A musician can make a debate on who's the stronger vocalist all day between the two. Right. I like Jill Scott's music. Her music's phenomenal. I love listening love to Jill Scott. But Erica, it's like a fucking vibe. You hear me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Jill is a vibe too, but it's a different type of vibe. And I feel it's, like with Beyonce, Kelly, and all them, I'm sure that Kelly wouldn't have gotten as much bullshit if she wasn't darker. I'm this is a real thing. That's a podcast for another day. But yeah. what I will say is that the way Beyonce conceptualizes her music or whoever's behind her conceptualizes yeah. it's why people gravitate to her and love right. Like Think Lemonade was brilliant. Yeah. Jay-Z played off of it with the 444, and I think it was popular, but I think Lemonade was brilliant how she said, I'm going to take my fucked up relationship and I'm going to sell that to y'all. Yeah. I'm gonna make y'all part of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and and it's whether and the always the thing because we only know what they tell us, what they allow us to see, which is one of the pieces that I kind of always love because people create, they have to create a narrative about them because they only let us in so much. So right. we don't know what's true or what's false. You know, one thing i will say that was interesting even around the lemonade time is you know i loved how you know she's on the cover of vogue she gets a black photographer to shoot her and then she, it's like she kind of interviews herself and she talks about the history of cheating like in her family and she looked at it like it was a rite of passage and then she goes in and breaks it down like how in reality this is really kind of messed up like this is not how love and life should be but because it's what i knew right i just but, but we all do that and i think that's a, a a coming to jesus moment that we all have as black people when it comes to to struggle love like love in general was like oh it can't exist without a struggle when that's not true yeah. so i think it like you said like i think it is really brilliant i think it was something that we've never seen before and my god i was Praying when she performed, pray you catch me when that chair leaned back. <laughs> yeah. And it was and one last piece, because I want to finish the list with you with Beyonce. People have been singing about infidelity for years. Mm -hmm. It ain't nothing new. I just think it was very interesting how she packaged it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And how she made it accessible to people from all walks of life who, yeah. especially women who have dealt with infidelity. And, you know, Jay-Z being the smart businessman that he is, of course, he gonna come back with an album talking about getting therapy and, and his behavior and whatnot, you know, and I appreciate 
Jay-Z being vulnerable enough to do that. He didn't have to do that, right? Right. But yeah, so I think, you know, like I said, I can acknowledge her brilliance. And I think that's the thing we have to live in is if, if anything comes out of our conversation tonight. Again, we talked about music being subjective. You can respect somebody and not be a, a, a fanboy or whatever. Right, or right. That is you true. Know? We have to live in a world where I can not like a person's music per se. Well, not let me let me go back. I like her music. I think she makes good music, but it's not my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? It's Correct. not what I listen Correct. to on a regular. If a song come on and I, I I've always enjoyed me myself and I, I like that song. You hear me? But I don't. It don't have to turn into if a person say, "Well, it's not my thing." Well, I'm gonna kill you. Fuck you. You ain't shit. What you know? You know, it don't gotta be all that. You know. Right. Yeah, no, understandable. It's like, like I said, there's certain people, like we had the conversation about the Beatles. Is I can appreciate them for who they are. Is it right? Me? No. And shout out to the kid in history of rock and roll class that made pet sounds uh general like really strange. He's played this lullaby music. I'm like, you're weird. You made this just even weirder for us. We're not going to listen. Yeah. So moving on uh to number seven. He's the had, Beyonce to you is what Stevie Wonder is to me. I was able to see Stevie Wonder. I went to an Obama fundraiser. Yes, I did. Name drop. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I also saw like Earth, Wind and Fire perform. Jennifer Hudson. And seeing, being able to witness Stevie Wonder live, even in that short set. It changed. Like, I knew Stevie was great, but yeah. it, there are certain people that you want to be able to see in your lifetime. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm I'm sad that I never got to see Prince perform. I saw Michael Jackson as a kid. This so close I remember- to seeing Prince perform and missed it, but it wasn't my fault. He got he was flying into St. Louis. So real quick. Oh, I remember story. that. I remember that. Yeah. The, the rumor was has it that Prince was flying into St. Louis to do a pop-up show at the Fox. But that's when he started having those issues. issues. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I they that. had to cancel the show because I knew, because I had heard through the grapevine, can't tell you my sources, but I had heard through the grapevine he was coming. And I had my credit card ready to go with the computer <laughs> open because I knew as soon I was going to spend that money to see him. Unfortunately, it, it never was. So rest his soul. But yep. Yes. I, um, Seeing that, seeing seeing Stevie live was definitely game changing for me, and you know, being able to see, like I said, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, and Earth, Wind, and Fire, they had. I, I'm surprised them as a band are not on here because they have uh, some amazingly amazing vocalists in Earth, Wind, and Fire. And fun fact, I, I told you this how um, I um, had randomly had breakfast one day with uh, Bardeen White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. on a whim and that was one of the like just being at the right place right time and all I was trying to say was hi and that's it like because I knew who was in front of me and we had breakfast and I couldn't tell you what we talked about because I was just in awe and trying to be normal but baby the way I wanted to cry <laughs> well, I mean he's a human being too you know and yeah. it's a nice gesture he could have been like who the fuck is you when he let you he we didn't let you. He wanted you. He wanted your company. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, he 
well, clearly he thought I was I was by myself. I I combined my two 15 minute breaks and went to go get breakfast. <laughs> so I was already sent. So I'm like, hey, and yeah. I don't know, but it was it was. Oh my gosh, that's like one of the coolest moments of my life. But yeah, uh, but Stevie, funny story. I ran into Stevie Wonder at the Apple Store. He was buying the phone. Wow, Stevie is just the king to me. I mean, Stevie, I and mean, we talking about singing. Stevie can sing. The chords, the notes he plays on songs are just legendary. And if you don't believe me, there's plenty of YouTube videos that will validate everything yeah. I'm saying about how brilliant he is. His lyrics are great. You know, on a personal note, my mother, before she passed, one of the songs she said that she dedicated to me was ass. And if you go listen to the lyrics of that song, period. Like, yeah. it's very, it's not very often you can find a love song that could be about a relationship, but it could mm -hmm. also be about a friendship. It could be about the love of a parent to a child. That's yeah. how good Stevie was on Songs of the Key of Life. And for sure you all know it because of the best man. Because, you know, the first best man, you know. But Stevie Wonder definitely belongs on this list to me. So. Stevie Wonder definitely belongs here. I, I even think of how, how across the board he was influential like i'm thinking of uh the clark sisters how they kind of flipped uh one of his songs and i can't think of it uh because i remember the mom was like this is this is secular but but uh which one of the sisters played the key was like the keys i mean I, I don't know if it was uh, one of the sisters, like they flipped it, but it, yeah. it was from Stevie Wonder. We, but we can talk, I could go down a whole wormhole of how Stevie was one of the first to really introduce that synthesizer sound to black yeah. music. We could talk about the his background singers, Minnie Ripperton, Betty yes. Wright, Wonder Love. We could talk about who he wrote for. He wrote songs for Michael Jackson. Matter of fact, on the Off the Wall album, I Can't Help It, that's him. He wrote songs for other people oh as well. Oh, my God. Fact. When I tell people to listen to I Can't Help It on vinyl. It's a whole different experience. <laughs> people don't understand how dope that song is. That song to me, I and I love The I Lady In My that. Life. I love The Lady In My Life by Michael Jackson. But I think I Can't Help It rivals that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Which also leads me to like the other things with Stevie Wonder and how he, I could go on for days. But for me, because I could talk about him for hours, he belongs on this list. So You know what? And now this makes sense. I just looked it up. Okay. It was Dorinda. Dorinda Clark. To, she was on the keys, right? Dorinda. Mm -hmm. Also, guys, the Clark sisters are one of the most amazing, some of the most amazing vocalists, too. They flipped... They flipped Master Blaster. Yeah. And yeah. they did You Bought the Sunshine, which is my favorite song by the Clark Sisters. Because I was like, I think it's the You Bought the Sunshine because the keys, when you hear it, when it comes in, you hear Stevie. Yeah. So, man, I mean, You Bought the Sunshine is like my favorite, favorite. Like, and, and he didn't sue them either. Yeah. Fun no, no. Though. I mean, he, 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 Stevie is known. If you take his music and put a lot of curse words and stuff in it, he gonna shut that down. He don't yeah. like that. But anywho, moving on. Ray Charles. Every okay. Yes. You know, Mariah number five. I can appreciate that. I can yeah, appreciate Mariah, Mariah at number five. 
Billie Holiday is number four. Okay. Um, I would have her on my list. Not sure if I would have her in my top ten. I'm going to make a comparison I heard of. Okay, go ahead. I think Billy was for the female. Let me let me fix that. Women jazz singers, because I don't want nobody cursing me out. Because I, I don't, I didn't mean no harm by that. I shit. know. I, I don't get it. When when it's in certain contexts, I don't get upset. Yeah. I know but, what. But yeah. for those that are gonna watch this, women jazz singers, I think Billie Holiday was to the women jazz singers what Tupac kind of was to the the, the 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 male rap guys, and I'm explaining. Yeah. I'll explain. Billy did not have the range probably of Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald was off the fucking meter. I mean, right. <laughs> next level. I'm for sure she could have broke a glass with her vocals. I don't know if that was real. That was a commercial. You remember the, some of y'all wasn't born yet. The tape commercial when she was singing and she cracked the glass. Go look it up. The shit's on YouTube. Everything's on Like YouTube. a Memorex commercial. That's it. That's exactly it. Good job. Ooh, okay. So, but the way she her inflections and the passion in her voice right like when we all talk about even though it was written by a school teacher um a strange fruit the way she sings that and how right. powerful it is and i said tupac because a lot of people wouldn't say that tupac was lyrically the greatest rapper of all time but the way he rapped them goddamn songs and the way yeah. he put that passion behind it Tupac's one of the best ever period you hear yeah so it makes sense in my mind that they put her and rank her so high because Billy really had that flavor back then you know you know uh this is really when we talk about sampling and and things and being be people being able to flip mm -hmm. things you know what I'm you know who's coming up who and I've tried, I have tried to separate the man from the music. Kanye West does uh, a flip of Strange Fruit called Blood on the Leaves. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the craziest. <laughs> Would you say that's kind of like an interpol? What is interposition? Interposition? It's interpolation. I, interpolation. I, mean, I mean, you what you're gonna have to do because I, I'm I'm a bi-air guy who just been doing it so long that it's become to me. You have to bring on somebody who like makes tracks or something like that. Okay. So we can explain it more to you. I mean, Kanye samples, his samples are unique the way he cuts right. and he moves them around, but no. Even with Kanye, and I mean not to, to DV off into that, because that's you got this, that, yeah, these these conversations, you got six or seven more topics out of this conversation alone. But with you know, with Kanye and whatnot, you know, brilliant artists fucked up mouth. <laughs> you hear me? Like, like literally the concept I was talking to Vernon today, and we were talking about um uh, someone that we all know on this on here about their mouth and not being like everything don't need to be said and when people think they are really liberating and doing things to like break but but you're really not you're not mm -hmm. liberating anybody you're just having a tantrum it's not like 
there's a difference between liberation and, and tantrums. So we're not staying here. But all I just want to say is that when, uh, when I hear a uh, strange fruit, and then you go back after listening to that, and then you listen to Blood on the Leaves. My God. Yeah, Blood on the Leaves, Blood on the Roots. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, I would make the argument that Billy is legendary for that reason. And it goes back to some of what we've been saying tonight. You know, some artists may not, I said this about an hour and a half ago, some right. artists may not be the most powerful vocally that's not that they can't sing billy holiday is not a bad singer at all right but it's how they do it like i was saying with usher that's what i've always heard it's not that usher is running scales across songs and whatnot but he knows his lane he knows how to work that and he makes great music i love usher's music you know what i'm saying so yeah same thing with billy i think and, and, and just you know it's just so deep in and it resonates you know what i right. mean the way she just sang so it's my thoughts. we have sam cook at number three sam cook's a legend period yeah. he's also one of those people that gotta be on this list i was listening to bring it on home to me not too long ago and mm -hmm. him and, you know that's lou raw singing background with him You'll never find that Lou Ross. Ross is on that song with him. You gonna have me doing homework after this episode? Oh yeah, yeah. Look it up, y'all. That's Lou Sam, Ross singing. Sam Cook. He's not the one that got killed out here, right? At the motel. You know, at the hotel, yeah. And the conspiracy, and I'm not gonna, yeah. The not conspiracy that. that I always heard was. It doesn't make sense the way he died. They feel like he was killed because he was starting to recognize the power of owning your music rights and whatnot. And he was working to kind of form that alliance for black artists and whatnot. Don't know if it's true. Is it pro is it possible? It's probably, yeah. you know, it's, it's possible in my mind that because we saw how they killed all our other leaders when we tried to do anything. So why would they yeah. not kill somebody else in that space, too? Especially back I, then where the mob owned a lot of the music industry. Yep. Uh, which is a, a movie that's coming out uh, pretty soon. I can't think of the name of it, but it trailblazes like whatever label um, like the Isleys was on, uh, Donna Summer, um, and like a couple of other like big artists around this time. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see that, but uh what uh what is the one that everybody loves to sing i was born by the river uh change go come yeah man just that alone unlike even even just what we what we're experiencing now especially as black people uh we ain't too far off from mm -hmm. <laughs> when this came out and yeah. how you know relevant even like you said what's going on it's still so relevant to this it's music that is that can withstand the test of time mm -hmm. and sam cook marvin gay are those people they have given us music that we that will just be passed down from generation to generation and it sounds like it was made yesterday yeah so he definitely belongs on that list which leads us it's funny so i got to give a nod to my mother rest her soul her two favorite singers are one and two. Whitney Houston comes in at number two. I 
will say this about Whitney, and Whitney belongs on every list. It's every list. Good. She was and she belongs this high. She she's supposed to be here. Absolutely. It's two songs that Whitney has had that gave me chills. And you gonna laugh at one. Wait, I think I know one. Which Can one? Can I guess? You yeah. build me up. You get no. Okay. I love that song. My mama loved it. My mother loved Whitney Houston. So I got Whitney Houston vinyl. I can, I get, nobody can I get? Can, I'm going to guess one more time. Go ahead. One of them, you said I'm going to laugh, but it's going to be something that completely. You won't, you won't know You won't know it because it was. it's weird how it, 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 it hit me. But. Oh, what's the the cheating one with the the dude like the no? Oh, okay, no. never mind. Then tell no. me. I do, but one of my personal favorite songs from her is "Um, I Learned from the Best." I love that song. Okay, I, okay, I understand. But the one song I was listening to at one time was off the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. I believe in. I believe in you and me. I was sitting there listening to it. You know, I'm a. I'm an audio. My first degree is audio engineering, so I got no. good headphones and all that. And I'm listening to it. And when she hit that, when I was lost, now I'm free. And she, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to cry. God damn! Like, you know, it's crazy because first of all, Lucretia wore that out. That's that album out. That mm-hmm. soundtrack where it couldn't, it wouldn't play no more. We had to buy her another one. And <laughs> um, so that soundtrack is so solid, though. Like uh, joy to the world, you have uh, so many. What is this like? Uh, when you're down and in this, that oh my god, like it's just so help is on the way. Yeah, I was frustrated like a, a couple months ago and I put that on mm-hmm. and felt so much better. And we think about. So that's what I mean about this list and some of the artists. I think about music evoking certain emotions. Like I have laid on my floor listening to Beyonce's I I Care and crying, like feeling like my world might end and, and or listening to Whitney Houston and like you said, getting chills, listening to Luther Vandross and just still like, I can't believe Luther is dead. Like it's wild. Like, yeah. But I think that different artists evoked. Okay. So I'll give you a person who's on this list. Jeff Buckley, Kevin and the group loves Jeff fucking Buckley. Okay. Yeah. Me listening to Jeff Buckley driving back from Nashville. If you love Jeff Buckley and you seeing this, no knock at you. I it did not do it for me. <laughs> I did not feel it one drop. But for Kevin, it was everything, right? Kevin's a Kurt Cobain fan. I like Nirvana. You know, I've never listened to a Nirvana song and felt that emotional strain like that. I felt sad when he passed away. I remember being a kid yeah, when he I died out in Seattle. So I, I, I get that. It's different for different people. I think that for us, though, we come from a lot of us come from rich church background traditions with vocalists and people who can sing. We have family members who can sing. I mean, y'all saw I got the Holy Ghost and Marletto's. Yeah. You know, singer. I got, you know, Keith in the group, my best friend, everybody in his family sing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I just think it, it, it evokes different different music does it for different people it's right you know and and that's okay you know 
I just think some of the stuff that people on this list don't resonate with us. It might resonate with some other folks, but it just Correct. didn't hit for us, which leads right. me to the second song for Whitney Houston, which is hilarious. It wasn't even a song. It was a commercial. I remember as a kid, she was doing the true voice for AT&T. You may not remember that, but I do. Go listen to the commercial. When we get through with this podcast, I want you to go look at the commercial for her singing. And I mean, I was like, why am I feeling so moved by a goddamn phone commercial? They had her singing for the true voice. Yep. I was blown away. And when I saw that, I was like, if you can sing a commercial and make me feel some way, and I'm a kid, I'm not understanding how I'm feeling. You heard me. I mean, Whitney... Whitney just, uh, my God, like, it's just, just the voice. Like, she's the voice. You know, I think, uh, and she gave us so many one-liners, you know, in the midst of her turmoil, you know, she still was kind of a, a fun girl. So yeah. I think, I don't know, like, when I think of Whitney Houston, and I'm very particular about people doing covers because you know you think of Clive, Dave Foster, like all these people that were involved in like her career making sure she could so like a lot of people cannot sing Whitney Houston like no. at all. it's the same thing with Michael Jackson I have heard one cover of Human Nature out you know outside of as the for which sidebar y'all for real produced that the remix and he didn't charge SWV to use the, the sample. Uh, I've heard one cover that was really nice where it was like, what are you doing? And it was just Mario, another underrated voice of our time. I don't uh, know about that, but I know you love Mario. No, 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 no. I, I only say underrated voice because I think had he had, we when we talk about production, like songs, uh, probably better writers. I think he probably could have been a bigger star, but that's but it's a whole thing when you when we talk about it, something falls flat, you take something away, and there it is. Yeah, it I happens. mean, it's certain artists Whitney, Michael, Stevie Wonder, um, Prince to a degree, excuse yeah. me. It's certain artists that, um, Minnie Ripperton, I've mentioned her before. It's certain artists that if you can't sing. You need to just leave that alone. But it's it's and think of that time frame mm -hmm. where artist development, like where you had to, mm -hmm. you had to, and it wasn't like we think about Whitney Houston's career as a whole. Yes, she grew up singing in church, but Whitney Houston was modeling. Yeah, well, you know, another, another thing to understand too, and this is more technical. You had to get the performance right back in the day. Yep, you had, you had to get the performance to. right because we were recording to tape. Yep. And tape was expensive back then and they would edit tape, but you know, it's not like today you can pull up yes, a computer, yep. you get infinite tracks, you can do it over. You had yep. to get the performance right. So those mm -hmm. folks coming in had to sing those songs. So that's one thing that I want to make clear. Even though I'm not anti-new music, I mean like what's new right. is new. It was a different set of circumstances back then when they was recording that music. You and, had to perform it. 
Exactly. And when we tell people, we when I tell people millennials, like we are the last of like a dying breed, right? Like we had so many, we got to experience so much because we were still, we were, we played outside. Yeah. We mm-hmm. played video games. We, you was only playing that for so long. We were outside. We were mingling like with our neighbors. You had to still be home when the street lights came on, you know, uh, like, it's just not what it is now. Like social media was slowly coming in, but we were able to learn how to navigate and balance both. And yeah, I it, feel it, it like didn't come along people, in our formative years. It came along when we was in college and we was pretty much grown, right. you know. And we were grown. And, and and so like I I was on Black Planet like in middle school. So that was our mm-hmm. first taste, but that was it wasn't called social media. It was yeah. like you just it was just a page. And yeah. so you and you learned how to code to like make your page really cool or different things. So like it, it was like entry level to us. But that's why I tell people nowadays, kids, people don't know how to multitask. Yeah. And they didn't have to. And because everything was so like just right there. OK, closing the app. I'm like, no, you have to be able to know how to juggle. Mm-hmm. So many different because life is about that. And I think that's part of probably the reason why people have uh, an. Uh, I just don't want people to yell at me or try to cancel me. Part of the issues with our mental health nowadays is because people get overwhelmed really easy and it yeah. makes them angry and all these things. And even as people in our age bracket, they're starting to experience. And I just, you know, you have to remember to take a step back and take a deep breath and really very- okay, now go forward and just try to tackle one thing. I, I've come to the to especially working for other people. I'm like, yo, shit ain't as important as my health and what the fuck I got going on. And yeah. so I'm taking my time and you're gonna get it. You'll get it before yeah. the deadline, yeah. but whatever. What it what that leads to the, the number one person, Aretha, and that's what I was reading about her, is that she was talking to ironically Bob Dylan, and she was like, I'm not trying to fit in. And yeah. Not fitting in work for her, but I think back then they were a lot more forgiving about not trying to fit in, right? Which is yeah. interesting now because you can be, you you can blaze your own path without the labels. Mm-hmm. It's different, but it can be done, you know. Yep. So shout out to the Russell. Yeah. So I just think that for everybody, when it comes to the vocalist, it makes sense for Aretha to be number one. I mean, Aretha yeah. to me, who didn't she influence? Yeah. It's, it's so many, I mean, every artist, you know, that, that understands and knows music, knows that Aretha Franklin was, you know, like, it's the blueprint. Like, look at it. Look at Adele. Mm-hmm. She's the cross. To me, Aretha's the crossover, the, the, the personified, the crossover from the gospel into the R&B. And I'm saying, not saying it was not other black women who weren't singing at the time who didn't have influence, but Aretha, I think, is the best of yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that we... Aretha Franklin, I watched the, the documentary that they found, those tapes, where she did the, the gospel album and they sang in the church mm-hmm. uh, on the plane, and I mean, it took everything in me. I mean, it ain't that hard for me to get the Holy Ghost, but I mean, it, it took everything in me not to get the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, I didn't want no emergency landings. Right. But I, I, when I think of 
chain of fools or like you make me feel respect. And then even her being able to kind of pull from modern, like, you know, modern day artists, like having a rose is a rose with Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. and she worked with Michael like, McDonald too. She worked with a lot of different people. She like worked with so many people. So her, her work has also withstood the test of time and also so many great one-liners like i love when we get to see like an artist's personality because like you realize like, like you said they're human just like us mm -hmm. and so when you're telling me oh what do you think about the be beautiful grounds beautiful gals <laughs> like oh, man, we can't see you, but she, she got nice dresses it's just it's hilarious. so like i i think and also one of the she was very heavy in the civil rights movement, just like Billie Holiday and, you know, other people on this list. And so she really changed the game and, and, and paved the way for like a lot of us today. Yeah. No, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, bar none. So, I mean, like I said, in my mind with this list, I don't agree with a lot of it. I think they got the last 10 semi right. But yeah. that's the thing. When it all boils down, it's subjective. It and is. everybody's list is going to look a little bit different. Correct. I do feel like there are universal singers that we all can agree on deserve to be on everybody's list. But who knows what it's going to... So they did it in 2008. They did it again in 2023. Yeah. What is it going to look like in what? I don't know, 2036. Yeah. I will be interested. I'll be interested to see who's still here. Where have people moved? Because mm -hmm. think about this right now while we're talking, the next major artist is out here somewhere performing, yeah. singing that could change the way it is. Also, I will make another gesture or get, I'm going to make a, uh, uh, I'm going to suggest this. The music industry will have changed. By that drastically, time. drastically. So what will vocalists sound like? And I mean, I'm not trying to get deep, but like, what does this no. look like in the yeah. next 20 years with the yeah. advent of artificial intelligence yeah. and technology? What does this look like? So I think the biggest thing that I would take away from the list is if you get nothing from this list, even if you don't like it, because clearly me and you don't think it's the greatest list ever. To me, this is a historical marker of what we were thinking about musically as we moved through these years. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And for me, if anything, if I can get anything valuable out of this list, this is something that I can hand to some kids maybe in 40 years and say, hey, if you want some music to listen to to understand what music was like, here you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not a... Uh... You know, something that we take seriously. We always see this happening with like rap, R&B music, rock pop, all of that stuff. But it just was really interesting to see some of the people and then, okay, well now here's the exception. Like here, here, here are the criteria and how this happened. And even with the criteria that they have, mm -hmm. it still don't, it's still imbalanced. So, yeah. you know, I appreciate you coming here today and us being able to have such a deep, dialogue uh, <laughs> and, 
you know, Larry, tell everybody uh, where they can find you, uh, where they can listen to you, yeah. and, and whatnot. Well, you can follow me right now. The Ill Phonics, we're working on new music, so we kind of just chilling. Everybody in the group is kind of working on new projects. So, two things you can follow me one at Fallout Morris on Instagram. Dominique can tell you, I cook, I fish. I garden. I'm a simple guy. You hear me? And I love music. The second thing is um, me and my guy Keith from the Illphonics are working on a new project called Pipe Isley. That'll okay. be out in 2023. So okay. we're on all the social media sites. Pipe, P-I-P-E, Isley, like the Isley Brothers. I-S-L-E-Y. It's going to be an interesting project. We're just starting it up. We got some good support when it comes to the people that are going to help us lift it. So be looking for that. My goal is for us to get that out kind of mid-year. Okay. But just just stick with it. Because if you if you like grown folks music, you like the old school vibe with the new, we kind of, we kind of doing it. So maybe I'll come and get on the track, drop some vocals. All right. I don't sing. I keep it cute. <laughs> That's all. Hey, uh, we try. We try to bring back skits and all that other stuff. So you will see. <laughs> you know, I just like I'm just here to have a good time. There you I go. um the you know like I said I'm working on new scents for the candle line, some scrubs, some room sprays as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm gonna do for Valentine's Day. I probably won't introduce any new scents or temporary because I have stuff that it's lovey dovey enough. Uh, but you know, promos and all that stuff. So y'all we be gotta, sure. We gotta do an X-rated line of candles. <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Don't forget to tune in to uh also everyone needs uh an Aquarius with my co-host Daryl Frierson. We get get her off on there often. We I'm an Aquarius, to, so I like yes, that. I was about to say that I was like, Larry, we have to get you on because you're an Aquarius. So we it's our Aquarius take on different current events and just things that happen um in our lives. So it's so much fun. And that's all I got for y'all this week. And we will see y'all here next week. Stay safe, everybody. Happy 2023. Y'all got it. Kill it. It's it's a different juju in the air. <laughs>